0: Anderson afternoons the podcast hello and thank you for checking out the podcast we're gonna to talk to a die-hard bomber fan Chris Matthews he has not worn pants for almost 20 years he vowed way back then that he would not wear pants again until the bombers win the Grey Cup you'll hear from him dr. Primal Patel a urologist it's Movember so we're gonna talk with him about prostate and testicular cancers. And Greg Mackling, co-host of The Start, is in Calgary for the Grey Cup. It's a big deal for him. I'm gonna try and make him cry on the podcast. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. Yes! We are ready for the cup, the Grey Cup in Calgary, featuring our Bombers. And those little kitty cats, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Joining us on the phone now, bomber fan, big bomber fan, Chris Matthews. No, not the Chris Matthews, who was a bomber. This one is, and I'm telling you, he may be the biggest bomber fan ever. Chris, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for doing this. How many years have you not worn pants? You have vowed not to wear pants until the Bombers win the Grey Cup. How many years?
1: Uh, 18.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yep. I made that statement back in 2001 when they uh, went out and lost to Calgary. You have never worn, in all those years, a pair of pants. I've I've worn pants maybe a half a dozen times to uh, funerals, but other than that, nope, not at all.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to have to let you go because you're uh, you're a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So, a few times when obviously you had no choice you wore pants, but right. uh, but every day, most every day you do not wear pants and you made that pledge almost 2 decades ago. Right. Wow. So, what was it like the last time we were in the Great Cup, 2011? You're thinking I got to go out and buy some pants and then we lost the damn game.
1: Right. Uh, And it's happened twice, uh, 2007 and and 2011, Yeah, both times. um, Yeah, I thought, well, the streak is over, but uh, apparently not. I still have to serve some time, I guess.
0: So how are you feeling about Sunday? Do you think uh, your ability to wear pants may resume after Sunday?
1: I really think so. Uh, They played very, very well uh, two weeks ago against Calgary, and then this past weekend... uh, it wasn't quite as easy, but, uh, they, they did enough and they have enough talents, uh, to beat the Hamilton, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't probably very long ago, even, say, a month ago, when you were thinking, well, another year at least I'm going to be wearing uh, shorts and no pants.
1: Well, this has been such an up-and-down season. Right. They they looked like uh, world beaters to start with. They had good offense, or or adequate offense, but they were the best defense in the league. And then all of a sudden, uh, they lose to Toronto, and uh, things are like a little iffy. And then they're third place, and we have to win two on the road, and it's even here But, hell, they uh, really, really played well.
0: How did this happen, though, Chris? Like, I can't imagine at any point, being a Bomber fan myself, I can't imagine at any point saying, I'm not going to uh, wear pants until they win the Great Cup. Like, how did you come up with that one?
1: Well, it, like I say, it was back in 2001, and we had just talked to a couple of the... Uh, bomber players, and uh, they had pretty much assured us they were going to win win the Grey Cup. Uh, November was nice that year, and so I still had shorts on. And I went into work, and somebody said, uh, well, how long are you going to be wearing those uh, shorts? And I figured, well, this is an easy one. I gave them, what, five days. I said, when the, when the Bombers win the Grey Cup, that's when I'll, I'll I'll put pants back on. And they turned around and lost to Calgary.
0: <laughs> have there been times over the 18 years, Chris, where you went just in a quiet moment by yourself, said, "What was I thinking?"
1: Uh, probably the day after they lost, I was, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> uh, but having said, I would have, I thought that, well, okay, they're not, they didn't win this year. I can last a year. They'll come. They'll be back. They'll, you know, I never expected this to be 18 years. Never.
0: Wow. I give you credit, man. Good for, I really hope, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make you a deal, Chris. Okay. When they win on Sunday, okay. I'm going to take you shopping for pants. All right. Okay? I will hold you to that. I'm going to do, I'll even get my wife, Jackie, she's a stylist, we'll make sure that they're very fashionable pants, because you haven't worn any for 18 years, you know, the bell bottoms don't work, well actually the bell bottoms are making a comeback, actually.
1: Well, uh, I know, and I mean, I've never been a a real fashion plate to begin with, so uh, the ones that are going on on Sunday when they win are a pair of the old Zubaz uh, hammer pants, you know, the the parachute-type pants, because they'll still fit.
0: I love it. And those were probably the pants almost the last time you wore pants, right? Just about. Yeah, that was late (laughs) 80s. uh. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, it was great chatting with you, Chris. I really hope. Now I have two reasons. Uh, that I really hope they win. I want them to win to end the drought for all of us, and I want them to win to end the pantless drought for you.
1: Well, uh, I'm almost with you. I, I would love to see them win for everybody's sake, for my sake, uh, even when they win. I'm putting on the pants for a day to say that I did it, and then I'm going to back, go back to wearing shorts anyways. Really? I, I, love, I love wearing the shorts.
0: Well, and then what you can do is do this all the time, right? You just say, uh, wear them for a day or whatever, and then just say, I'm not wearing them again until they win again.
1: Well, I could do that, but I'm not sure that uh, my wife would appreciate that so much.
0: (laughs) Oh, very funny. Chris, thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Go Bombers! We
1: are November grow a moustache or challenge ourselves to get physically active and move for the 30 days of November to raise awareness and funds for men's health.
2: We were born over a few beers in a bar in Australia. We are now in over 21 countries, making us the largest men's health movement in the world. We are more bros, and
1: we are at our strongest when we stay true to who we are. Real men, talking about real issues.
0: And we are going to talk about the real issues right now with urologist Primal Patel. Primel, good afternoon. Hey, thanks, Hal. I appreciate you having me on the air. I guess you're my Mobro, bro, eh? I am, I am. Good. It's Movember. Movember continues. And of course, uh, Movember is all about Men's Health Awareness Month. And we're going to talk about a couple areas that you're an expert in, prostate cancer and testicular cancer. Start with the prostate cancer.
2: Yeah, great. So uh, prostate cancer is one of the most common cancers among men, especially Canadian men. And so it is important to obviously have a frank discussion about uh, prostate cancer. So men should see their family doctors, especially when they turn around 50 or 55, and they should have a discussion about PSA screening. So the way to detect prostate cancer is by getting a simple blood test done. And that's when the family physician can look at those values. He may have to repeat it. But it takes a simple blood test and there's a lot of good studies that show early detection can really improve outcomes and the fact that this is one of the most common cancers to affect men um, is a reason that we're really trying to get the word out because it is very important to detect some of these cancers very early
0: well and i've talked to people whose lives have been saved by early detection for this particular type of cancer so you're absolutely right yeah and then talk about testicular cancer
2: yeah so again testicular cancer it's it's one of the most common cancers among young men so typically around the age of 25 to 35 and commonly it doesn't have any symptoms so you may not feel anything whatsoever and at times you may feel a hard lump on one of the testicles and that should really prompt an urgent referral to see a family doctor and the one thing to know is that don't be afraid and also don't delay things if you notice a lump and you're not sure what it is see your family doctor right away and it may not be testicular cancer but it is important to rule that out And if it is testicular cancer and it is detected early, cure rates are extremely high and removing the testicle at times cannot have any significant consequences down the road when it comes to fertility or even when it comes to testosterone.
0: You know, you and I have talked about this before. Men in general sort of suck at talking to the doctor when there's a problem. But I think when they're talking about their testicles
2: or prostate, it's even tougher, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it has to do with the fact that men just, they don't like talking about these things. It's something more related to an area that they don't feel comfortable speaking about. Um, But I think the things to know is what I mentioned, right? Prostate cancer is one of the most common cancers among men. So you're not alone. Testicular cancer, again, is one of the most common cancers among young men. And so you're not alone in these situations. There's a lot of good therapies. um, And we just really need to get the word out. We really need to know that these are common. You're not alone. There's good treatment options. Um, and so that's that's definitely one of the messages I want to send out.
0: Yeah, and getting it early, as you said, is so important, especially with these two types of cancers uh, that we're discussing here today. Hey, I know you've got Absolutely. a great website. Tell people the website because there's always more information there.
2: Yeah, great. Thanks, Al. So the website is www.manitobafertility.com. My contact information is there as well, so I'm always happy to answer questions, but uh, please check it out. Premiel, thank you very much, and happy Movember. Thanks, Al. Take care.
0: Dr. Premiel Patel, a urologist, ManitobaFertility.com is his website. It is Movember, Men's Health Awareness Month, talking prostate and testicular cancer with uh, Dr. Patel. Um, Boy, I'll tell you, you know when it's Movember, because there are some bad mustaches out there. Boy, there's some bad ones out there. Wow. And you know who you are. I know you know who you are. But I know what the cause is, and uh, I'll allow it uh, for that reason alone. Right now, we go to Calgary for one of the three M's from the start. Mackling, McGarry, 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 and McNabb. Let me try that again. Uh, Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. This one's Mackling. Greg Mackling, who had lunch at Denny's out in Calgary today. How was lunch at Denny's? Yeah,
3: it was... Well, you know how it's uh, a little it's bit. Denny's of, uh, yeah. It's good, nothing yeah. wrong with, Denny's. Let's go with that. It, Yeah, It was Denny's. It was good. It was uh bre- it, it was brunch for me. Ah,
0: okay. Yes, right, because your uh uh your hours are a little different. So you're going to be uh co hosting your morning show along with McGarry or along with uh yes, McGarry and McNabb tomorrow from Calgary. Keep it straight, eh Anderson? Sorry, gee, I'm having a hard time. Where are you That's at? Right. Are you at a road race or where are you at?
3: Might as well be. We're, uh, <laughs> we're waiting for the LRT, the ah, C train, as they call yes. it in Calgary. Sure. Uh, people have this vision that life is very glamorous and broadcasting, that, you know, you just show up to your location <laughs> and all your equipment is set up for yes, you, and right. you. You just sit down and start talking, right?
0: Mm.
3: Not so much. Not so uh, much, right? Christian and I are, Christian O'Mel, who's with me as well, yep. going to be doing his sports show. From uh, here in Calgary all week, um, yeah, we're trudging through about I don't know two two and a half inches of wet, sticky snow. Yeah, on our way to use public transportation to save uh, the you know the uh, corporation sure. a dime or two, Good and then you. we're gonna head down and uh, set things up. So. Yeah, that's what we're up to right now. Very glamorous, Hal.
0: Yes, I can tell, yeah. Uh, No limos, none of that stuff out there, eh? But hey, um, listen, Uh, you haven't been in Calgary long. Let me ask you a question. How are Calgarians feeling about the Stamps not being in the Grey Cup? Have you run across any angry Stamps fans? You
3: know, Hal, I have a rivalry with every major city in (laughs) Western Canada. And a few small ones and a few small towns, too. (laughs) <laughs> and a few small towns. <laughs> People are nothing but kind here. They are so awesome. Uh, Christian and I got in very early this morning. I phoned ahead to our hotel and I said, hey, we're going to be getting in around 9.30. Is there any way we can get into our hotel room a little bit early? Yes, sir. We'll see what we can do. We walked into the hotel and the lady at the front desk said, you must be Mr. Mackling and O'Mel." And that's just that's Alberta hospitality Hmm. exemplified. That's just the way people are here. So we're we're expecting the red carpet everywhere we go. Probably not gonna happen, but the expectation, the bar of hospitality set very high first thing this
0: morning. And you've probably been to the bar already too, I'll bet, eh?
3: Well, we found the liquor store, and uh, <laughs> the first question we had for the operator was, do we have to pay for the alcohol here?
0: <laughs> he right, a, a, little, funny a little Winnipeg uh, joke there that I'm sure nobody Yeah, got. he didn't get that, yeah. so
3: yeah, it's all yeah. good. Hey, so we figured we'd pay.
0: I know you probably heard this on the Coach's Show last night, Coach O'Shea talking to Bob Irving last night, but I want to play this for you, and then I want to get your thoughts on this, because something about this clip I'm about to play surprised me. So this is Coach O'Shea. Last night, uh, talking to Bob about not touching the trophy after beating the Riders on the weekend, and then I've got a question for you at the end. Listen to Coach O'Shea from the Coaches Show last night here on OB. I
1: don't need to touch it. I don't need to touch anything. <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things that uh, it happens in a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just uh, I guess um, a gesture to show everybody and let your teammates know that uh you're not satisfied you know we played the the 04 gray cup and we're in ottawa playing bc and casey printers was out at an event and i guess he picked up the cup and was did something with it or whatever and i think half the team lost their minds and there's some funny stories about that so so you are superstitious you can, you can hold the Grey Cup if you've won it before.
0: So at the end there, that's the part I want to talk to you about, Greg, this part right here. Listen. You can, you can hold the Grey Cup if you've won it before. Coach says you can only hold the Grey Cup, touch the Grey Cup, if you've won it before. I've never heard that one before.
3: I've not heard that one either. There is a tradition, though, with the Stanley Cup, Hal, yeah. that uh, unless you've won it, you're not supposed to hold it above your head.
0: Right, but, but okay, all right, so, okay, all right. But I've just never heard that one before, and I just wanted you, I asked Christian the same thing. Apparently, unless you won it before, that. you can't even touch it. Anyhow, that's, I guess everybody's got different superstitions.
3: Well, uh, he, and, well, here's the thing, Al, yeah. and here's the other thing, though, with regards to those uh, trophies that aren't the ultimate prize. You heard Coach O'Shea talk about it. Right. The Campbell Cup and the and the conference trophies in the yeah. NHL. Yeah, those guys don't touch those trophies. Right. Yeah, and the Stanley Cup. And
0: I understand that. I just had never heard that one about the about the about the uh, Great Cup before. Hey,
3: we're even then. Yeah,
0: let me ask you a question here because I know you well enough to know that this is a big deal for you. I mean, you are a diehard Bomber fan. We talked to a guy uh, a while ago here on the show who hasn't worn pants. In 18 years, he <laughs> vowed not to wear pants till the bombers won the great cup. You're almost at that level. I know how much this means to you. What does it mean to you to be at the great cup, the bombers playing in the game, and to be covering it and be broadcasting from there as we get ready for this big game? What does it mean to Greg Mackling?
3: Oh, Hal, what, what are you trying to do to me, man? Um, means everything. I, I grew up watching the Blue Bombers. I lived and died with the Blue Bombers as a kid. My dad took me to my first game when I was in grade two. Ottawa Rough Riders at the time, pouring rain. I'll never forget it. And I said this on the start the other morning, and I forgive, please forgive me for anybody that heard this already, but sport is about my city. It's about my connection to my friends and my family, something that we have in common that's that strong bond that sense of place and who we are and that ability to commiserate and to connect over something other than ourselves and to be here with the bombers here and uh, I went through some rough times in Calgary I had my car accident here almost 20 years ago and had to to move home after all that went down it's on a personal level how it's uh, beyond full circle for me this week
0: And to be there with your Bombers and to be covering the Bombers for the thousands of people listening to you here on CJOB. I'll be honest with you, Greg. When the Bombers won that game against the Riders, the first person I thought of was you. I thought of you because I knew how excited you must have been with that crazy ending and then the win.
3: Well that means a lot to me Hal. You know how important you are to me and I know how important this is to Winnipeggers and yeah, I just I'm here on behalf of thousands of people, Hal, who wish they could be who if their financial circumstances were different, they could be here if their work obligations were were different, they would be here. There's so many people here in spirit want this team to win and it's not just about the game it's about our pride and in our community and uh i i get it and and i'm here representing each
0: and every one of you in in some way well enjoy it man i know what it's going to be like for you to be at that game to be in calgary as you said you had uh, hit a rough patch in life there. And who would have thought 20 years ago when all that was going down in your life, man, that you would be back there 20 years later with the Bombers in the Grey Cup and doing this on this radio station. So it's very cool for you. I'm happy for you. Enjoy it. And we'll talk again soon.
3: Can't wait, Hal. Thanks, thanks for this. And uh, go, blue.
0: go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Bombers, yes. Greg Mackling in Calgary. Really happy for him. And I'm happy for all the Bomber fans because, listen, this is a big deal. It really is a big deal. And uh, I was going to say if, when we win this game, we will be beating a very, very good team. There's no question about the fact that the Thai Cats are a very talented team. But I'll tell you what. I've said this a few times now. It feels like the planets are lining up. It feels like despite adversity this year and ups and downs and twists and turns, this might be the year the drought ends. I feel like it might be. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google
1: Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.